This is Frank Goss with Vintage Broadcasting. Thank you for joining us as we consider the history and the situation of public education in the United States of America today. Our series is entitled, John Dewey's Dumbing Down of the American Mind. We're beginning to see a lot of things that are happening under the Biden administration. And we're starting to see that his agenda really is uh, proving to be an unrelenting experiment in big government and their direct involvement in different things. And I believe one of the hidden agendas that we're not paying attention to, but something that is very real that we need to recognize, is that he is stepping into education with both feet. And he's doing the best that he can to be involved in that and move very, very strongly into the idea and the direction of indoctrinating your child. From a scientific standpoint, you can say that public education is the petri dish for psychologists and psychiatrists and mental health magicians. Their experiments are being conducted silently out of the view of parental involvement. Uh, they're being obfuscated. Few knew or understood the concepts and attitude or intentions of John Dewey as he drew out his agenda years ago for his practice school in Chicago. The University of Chicago became his home turf as he formulated and instituted the most nefarious undertaking to gain control of the minds of the American children. And Dewey was relentless himself. Today, with a sleight of hand, the government is moving once more in, the, in an attempt to tighten their grip on the minds of your child. And the things they're wanting to do is, is amazing. And these things are all coming to the surface and we're beginning to understand the clouds are starting to part, and Obama is forcing issues in such a way that people are beginning to take notice. Yes, I did say Obama, meaning Barack Obama. Johnny Nash said it best when he penned, I can see clearly now. He said, I can see clearly now the rain is gone, and I can see all obstacles in my way. Gone are the dark clouds that had me blind. What we're able to see now, since the government-organized pandemic is now settling down, but it did cause a lot of us to stand back and look and examine what's going on in life. We did not enjoy being locked down, and we're going to find out sooner rather than later that this was totally unnecessary. It was an act of control, an act of contrition on the part of the public submitting to those in charge, and it was unneeded. But a lot of people were exercising power, and at that time, what we were able to discover was that what our schools had been teaching our children was totally out of line with what we, the American people, hold to. There are people in charge of the educational program that are absolutely out of control. We have the NEA. We have a guy named Miguel Cordona. We have Joe Biden. We have Bill Gates. We have all these people involved in an education process, men that don't really have any true background or burden revealed within the education arena. Joe Biden has been a senator all of his life. Bill Gates was not educated. He dropped out of college. I guess he's a learned man now that he has billions of dollars. There are people involved in education today that we would not look to for any sort of guidance for our children. And it's a sad thing. And it's a staggering thing. And it's a fearful thing. Because it's our child that they're playing with. What they're doing right now is moving over here with inflation. They're pointing to the war in the Ukraine with Russia. They're pointing to all these things, which is truly distracting our attention. But there are things going on here at home that are very, very dangerous. One of the things that Joe Biden is doing is moving in and doing exactly what he said he would do in the field of education. Between the war raging in Ukraine and inflation raging here at home, you, you would probably think that the Biden administration just has its hands too full to worry about anything else. It's been a busy month. But while candidate Biden was running for president, he mentioned at a teacher's union town hall meeting in 2020 that he would triple Title I school spending, enact universal pre-K, and promote race-based college admissions. 
But as Peter Beinhardt enthusiastically stated in the Atlantic magazine, while Biden's agenda was further to the left than any other Democratic nominee in decades, the public viewed him as more of a centrist than what he actually is. The people wanted to see what they wanted to see. So Biden's education agenda is proving to be an unrelenting experiment of big government. And the educational arena is nothing more than a petri dish for psychiatrists and psychologists and mental health experts throughout the nation. Biden has worked to maintain the pretense of being a centrist, but he's not. He has named an appointee, a man named Miguel Cardona, to head the Department of Education. And Cardona, he's nothing more than a career administrator in a small school district. He has no paper trail and is best known for a year spent running Connecticut state education bureaucracy. That's his history, and now he sits in the highest office an educational expert can be in. Well, the gloves are off. Biden's education agenda has proven to be an unrelenting experiment in big government, big spending, and a culture war. In mid-March of 2022, the administration issued new rules intended to gut the $440 million charter school program, calling for massive new paperwork burdens on public charter schools. What he's going to do is regulate them out of existence. New applicants would have to demonstrate that they wouldn't have any adverse impact on the district schools that are presently in existence. The government has a monopoly on education. This is probably the most direct picture you can have of what communism is all about. There will be no competition allowed, period. You're not going to break down what's taken years to build. Now, regardless of how awful the schools are, or might be, or even regarding the parent demand for the alternative, Biden said, of course, just as families exit a pandemic in which public charter schools, again, proved to be exceptional in agility and value, he's going to run them out and close them down. District schools, the federal schools, will be held. Cardona doubled down on the defense of this traditional district school model just a week later when he tried to undermine state test. Rather than emphasize the urgent need to figure out how well students and schools are doing or not doing, Cardona opted for conspiracy mongering. He wanted to warn of a shadowy cabal supposedly waiting for that data that comes from testing in order to create a picture because their plan is to privatize children. What he's wanting to do is ignore the test because they will show that our children are failing miserably. They are not achieving any goals that have been established. Our children are not learning, and little Johnny cannot read. But apparently, bad news on public school performance is now almost outlawed. It's suspect. In early April, Biden announced yet another pause on student loan payments, allowing borrowers to skip payments even as their interest does not accrue. And while Biden has so far rejected far-left calls to forgive college student debt, it's a leverage that he has. He's repeatedly extended the emergency student loan repayment freeze, and it's cost the federal government $4.3 billion per month, and nearly $100 billion since the freeze began. It's, uh, this is actually a perverse action given the already existing bevy of programs intended to help borrowers in need. The low unemployment rates, particularly among the college graduates who have benefited so much from the, the money and the loans, there's a very, very low rate of unemployment among the graduates age 25 and older. And particularly the fact that the freeze mostly benefits big borrowers who use federal loans to go to law school, medical school, and other pricey private colleges. So freezing these loans is helping those people more so than the middle to lower income people. This is all a piece of the Biden administration's record. In its failed Build Back Better plan, and in continued efforts since, the Biden team has pushed a universal pre-kindergarten proposal that would squeeze out faith-based education and mom and dad providers. 
and it would impose new federal standards and credential requirements. It'd drive up costs, penalize the stay-at-home parents, and give Washington a massive new say over early childhood settings. They want your child from cradle to the grave, and they're moving heaven and earth to achieve that. Last fall, Cordona and Attorney General Merrick Garland, they teamed up to intimidate parents who were angry about school masking policies and critical race theory being taught. They were confronting the Board of Education in Loudoun County, Virginia. The Biden administration solicited a letter from the National School Board Association that suggested acts of malice, violence, and threats against public officials are equivalent to domestic terrorism, leading Garland to direct the FBI to monitor and investigate those who were complaining. Basically, what he was telling the parents is, you better shut up or we'll lock you up. He declared that anybody who would protest against the public school situation is a domestic terrorist. Last year, after it became clear that school closures were really unnecessary and harmful, Joe Biden and Miguel Cordona stood mute as deep blue bastions like New York, San Francisco, and Los Angeles continued to keep their schools closed. Then there was a time for Biden to blast state efforts to make school masking optional as Neanderthal thinking. There was a backdoor channel to the Center for Disease Control the Biden team gave teacher unions. He allowed them to secretly help script guidance for school closures and maskings. The unions were literally telling the CDC how to word their documents, allowing for the closures. There was the Department of Education's move to feature the New York Times 1619 project in the mainstream curriculum. And then again, Ibram X. Kendi's How to Be an Anti-Racist in the Federal Civics Grants Program. Money's transferring hands, people. And things are getting put in front of your children and then packed into your children's heads. You know, once you take a picture in your mind, you can't erase it. Once you ring the bell, you can't unring it. Then there's the current push to redefine Title IX that would move it in line with woke ideology so that it would allow transsexuals, boys in particular, to participate in girls' sports. Any educational institution that would make distinctions based upon biology, as with dormitories, lockers, or sports teams and activities, they would run afoul of the civil right law. Imagine that. Our government is sanctioning young men who have chosen to readjust their anatomy through sexual reassignment surgery. They're allowing these boys to, to participate in girl activities. And they see nothing wrong with this. Is there something wrong with that picture? Biden quietly promised the nation an expensive, extensive, far-reaching, and ideological education agenda. And you know what? That's one promise that he is definitely keeping. And we say that sadly. The preceding information was provided by Frederick M. Hess, a senior fellow and the director of education policy studies at the American Enterprise Institute, where he works on kindergarten through 12th grade and higher educational issues. He is an executive editor of the Education Next, founder and chair of AIE's Conservative Education Reform Network, and author of books like Common Sense School Reform and The Same Thing Over and Over. A former high school teacher, he has taught at Harvard, John Hopkins, Rice, UPenn, and the University of Virginia. The information has been edited by Frank Seagoss of Vintage Broadcasting. We appreciate your participation in listening and hope that you continue in the days to come. Thank you. Our series is entitled, John Dewey's Dumbing Down of the American Mind. This production has been written, researched, produced, and edited by Vintage Broadcasting, 
We're working to provide you, our listener, with factual information that will provide a historical understanding of events that have brought us to where we find ourselves today. We hope this series is beneficial and helps you in your discernment, awareness, and appreciation of specific details, and that it serves to stimulate your thinking regarding the critical days which we are confronting. We would like to recommend an additional series entitled Global Marxism from the Top Down that considers the political history that has served to give structure and meaning to the days in which we live. These series can be found on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever popular broadcasts are provided. We thank you for your time and consideration and would ask that you invite a friend to listen to our series. You are well appreciated.